Kezi looks down at her phone. It was to the side of her laptop. It was a WhatsApp message from an unsaved number. She sits up, grabs her CP cup of Zobo with one hand and then picks up her phone with the other as she unlocks to view the message. It was a video with this text attached. Here, you may need this to save her. Eh? She exclaimed. She taps on the person's profile picture, but it was blank. Who is this one sending me BC again? And it's even 24 MB. She says. She tosses her phone to the bed and takes a sip of her precious Zobo before getting back to being the possessed robot she is. But it was the last sip. Whoa, I'm out. I need to refill. She says as she gets up and makes her way to the kitchen fridge. As she walked down the staircase, she could hear her mom praying desperately for NJ's return. Kezi couldn't be bothered. She knew her sister to be the rebellious and fun-loving type. She was sure NJ was in some dude's house or out of the state with Susan and the girls. She just thought it weird that NJ hadn't called since to update her life as usual. Oh well, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. She talked to herself as she closes the fridge and goes back to her room, refilled. Good afternoon, sir. Welcome. The receptionist says. Good afternoon, Mr. Charles replied. Please, what time did you finish the computer school finals on Friday? My daughter was attending and I need a little clarification as to the exam. Oh, I'm sorry, sir, the receptionist says. There seems to be a misunderstanding here. We didn't hold any class on Friday, sir. All our classes ended two weeks ago and they are already done with the exams even before the pandemic and the curfew started. We only, we're only open now in case of inquiry and to issue our certificates to students who are yet to collect. Mr. Charles just stood there in shock. His face was expressionless. He just looked the lady right in the eyes. But his thoughts were far away. How did he let this happen? How did he not see the signs? How did NJ deceive this sharp ex-captain? He thought. And then, just like a patient shocked back to life with a defibrillator, he jerks back to this earth and says, Can I have my daughter's certificate, please? Oh, of course, sir, the receptionist says. What's her name? And I would also need to see a valid ID. Her name is Injideka Stella Ejike, he says, as he presents an ID. He picks up the certificates and leaves. Do have a nice day, sir, the receptionist says, as he turned to walk away. But Mr. Charles didn't respond. He was absent-minded and furious. If this was back in the day, 
Captain Black's guys would lock NJ up in a guard room for a week. He truly was furious and disappointed. Now Kezi is back on her bed. Zobo recharged and about to continue striking keys like a hacker in his prime when her phone vibrates again. Two new WhatsApp messages from that number. It says, Watch this now. There's no time. You need to act fast. Ah. Who is this? Kezi replies. But gets no response. She tosses the phone away without a second thought and went back to typing. She stopped shortly and was curious. She picked up her phone, reluctantly like someone who was being bullied into doing something they didn't want to. Which kind of rubbish is this, eh? 22 MB far. She says as she plays the video. It was a video of an old lady sitting by a fire. <coughs> My name is Nana Khadijat. <coughs> I am making this video to tell the whole world what happened in House 45. I am a nanny. <coughs> I was a nanny to Mr. and Mrs. Phillips, who lived in the dark close House 45 of Red Mango Street. They had a beautiful little daughter called Bella. Bella had a very bad skin condition. <coughs> and her parents did not allow her out of the house. Bella was a very beautiful child with a very kind soul. But she was very unhappy. She wanted to see the world. She was just locked inside the house all day watching TV and reading books. She wanted to be an actor when she grew up because she had seen so many movies. Oh, sweet Bella. (coughs) 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 Mr. Phillips was a gambler and he gambled the family's money one day and they got into some serious financial debt. They lost everything. They lost their house. They lost their jobs. They lost their businesses, their cars. They were so poor. Mrs. Phillips was threatening to leave him. And Bella was crying all day, watching her parents fight. Nana, make them stop. She would always tell me, poor Bella. Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Phillips contacted a prophetess who came to the house and told them they would do some sacrifice to get wealth. Another day she came to the house and was looking at Bella funny. The next day they sacked me. They wouldn't let me come near the house or see Bella. I couldn't hear from Bella anymore. 
I came to visit some days later, but they wouldn't let me in. From the door, I could see that Mr. Phillips, who answered me, had already gotten the same skin disease that Bella had. <coughs> some days later, I went to the house, and the doors were unlocked. And I found Mr. and Mrs. Phillips dead in the house. And I could feel Bella's spirit trapped inside the house. And she told me, she called out to me, she said, free me, Nana, free me, Nana. Mr. and Mrs. Phillips used poor Bella for her sacrifice. They killed her. They killed my Bella, my precious Bella. Her spirit is trapped in the house. And she worries and torments anybody who comes there. She wants to be freed. Please, if you watch this video, free my Bella. Please, free my Bella. She kept telling me, Nana, come find me. I'm in my favorite spot. Find me, Nana. The spot where I hide is where you will seek my freedom. Find me, Nana. <coughs> Please save my Bella. All you have to do is just reveal where she has been hiding her spirit. Her favorite hiding spot whenever she played hide and seek was behind the... <coughs> was behind the... Kelechi Zara Ejike, where is your sister? Where is your sister? Mr. Charles says angrily as he barges into her room. Kezi, who had dropped her phone in fear from the loud bang, just as quickly jazzed up and looked at Pops. I'm just coming from her computer school. She has been lying to me for two weeks. She didn't go there on Friday. You better call her and tell her to return home immediately before I get really angry. Mr. Charles was already angry. The veins on his forehead popped as hard as the pimples on Kezi's face. All the while he yelled, he had his fist clenched. Kezi knew that something was up and she was worried for her sister. Mr. Charles stormed out of the room even angrier than when he came in. Kezi began to call Engie, but it wasn't connecting. Then she sees that she has one voicemail message from two days ago. She quickly plays it and it was NJ. Help, Kezi! Help! I'm in trouble! Help, Kezi! I'm in the straight 45! Come get me, please, Kezi! The straight 45? Could it be why I got this message on video? Kezi said out loud to herself. She was truly worried and scared for NJ now. She texts that number again. Please, who is this? 
Where is my sister? This time, the person replies, There is no time. You know what you must do now. Please, who is this? Kessie replies again, but got no response back. She was thinking really hard. She had the same stiff look her dad had earlier, like she was using her robot brains to run some kind of simulation. That's it. I'm coming, sis, she says, as she almost jumped out. As she almost jumped up and grabbed a hoodie and a pair of sneakers, her headphones and her trusty redhead warmer. Kezi ordered an Uber ride to the street 45 and snuck out through the back door. She was going to find NJ. The door creaks open as Kezi rushes back into the room and grabs her Zobo in her sippy cup. Ah, I almost forgot you, she says, as she dashes out back again into her Uber ride. We're here now. I'll be ending the trip, the driver says. Kezi gets down from the car. Standing in front of the house's lawn, she looks around at the house. It was newly renovated, but still looked old. It was sunny outside, but she felt really cold close to the house. She takes one big sip from her sippy cup and walks through the dry, patchy lawn to the door. Hello? Hello? Anyone home? Hello? But there was no answer. She could hear a weird radio-like sound playing from inside the house. She turns around and looks around the clothes. There was no one outside. All the other houses didn't even have a single car parked outside or as little as shoes in front of their doors. Now, wow, what kind of street is this? She says out loud as she turns around to knock on the door again. Hello! And the door creaks open as she knocked. Kezi holds her hand up as she watches the door creak open to the end, exposing to her the living room and fireplace. She slowly brought down her hands as she thought to herself, that was odd. She turned around again to look behind her and saw someone watching through the window from the next door neighbor's house. Immediately she saw them, they shut the blinds and she could hear them locking the windows. Hmm. Kezi turns back and takes a big sip of her zoo and begins to walk in, calling out, NJ! NJ! You in here? She could hear that radio playing from inside of the room. She takes a step further and the front door slams shut behind her. She quickly turns around to look at it. But then she instantly begins to feel a presence growing and creeping up on her from behind. NJ, is that you? She said in a whisper, 
as she felt a tap on her shoulder from behind. And as she turned back to look, she felt a blow to the head and Kezi fell to the ground. Then, the radio sound coming from inside the room stopped. 